Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. rebounds will make them have great turnovers. Lakers Blazers 8 Eastern ESPN Radio. One final, he beat the Pacers 109-100 to go up two games to none. 24 points for Duncan Robinson. 
How will the Chargers move forward without Phillip Rivers? We'll ask head coach Anthony Lynn when he joins me. Yeah, I said it, me. Jay Will and Zubin, Thursday at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. I don't know if you guys are watching ESPN News, but like Junior's grouping right now. I'm trying to see like the beats there. We all determined that you're the best wedding guest, and what else are you the best at? Whistling. And Mike Gola Jr. <laughs> and I feel like we might have to have a conversation, maybe less about LeBron and more about Anthony Davis. I do think his talent will come through. It just is like like where where it it at, at. no we're waiting. Janae and Gola Jr. Hey. Anthony Davis and LeBron are a question, no doubt. We're waiting to see what happens tonight. But we got an even bigger one that is coming up even sooner that we got to get answered. It's Chanae and Golick Jr. here on ESPN Radio, ESPN News. Mike Golick Jr., Chanae Wumake here with you. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests join us on the show. Be a big part of it, if not a starting uh, player on that basketball team. So we'll get into uh, that. The NBA rolling on. Two number one seeds, both down zero games to one, both playing this afternoon and this evening. In fact, the uh, Miami-Milwaukee uh, 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 game, excuse me, Miami, Orlando. I got Miami, Indiana because they just uh, finished up playing. By the way, nice work because the Heat are up two games to none there. The Orlando uh, Milwaukee game is uh, tipping off right now. And then game two, I know a game that I think most people around here are interested in. Maybe the biggest first round buzz fest of the, you know, in the entire NBA playoffs, the Blazers and the Los Angeles Lakers. That's at seven o'clock. We'll have that for you here on ESPN radio. So we'll get into some NBA stuff on the show. Also top of the hour, very happy to be joined by Willa Albrecht. She is uh, the subject of our senior spotlight this week. She was a senior at Billings West this last year and just completed day two of school at the University of Montana. Arrived on campus yesterday, or I should say started classes yesterday. It was on campus a bit before that, uh, but an outstanding basketball player. She is uh, with the Lady Grizz now playing basketball, but an unbelievable season. They were in the state championship game at Billings West for the uh, girls team. Did not get to play that game as a result of COVID, and she missed her senior year of uh, of track and field. A great sprinter, Willa Albright, and uh, uh she did not get to participate in that. So talk to her about all that kind of stuff and what's on the horizon, being a, a member of the Lady Grizz. So we will uh, we'll go through uh, all of that with you. And, yes, I might even take a moment to update where we're at in the NHL playoffs because we have three series that are over in the first round, four games to one. So we already got the second round of the playoffs shaping up for us a little bit in the NHL postseason. So there you go. That is our show today. Coulter, Hi. I guess. Did you ever think about probably the things that we get to do on the TV that literally nobody else gets to do? I mean, say more. It's just a, it's just fascinating. I just find it funny that you know, there's my cell phone charger. I get to take it out, plug it in. No one else can do this on TV. I don't think anybody else on live TV has seen Sean Rainey on pl- plugging in his cell phone to his no, computer. No, because he's a SWX professional. Tonight. We're a couple amateurs. That's <laughs> why. I don't know. I think, Amateur they, I think we're just uh, splicing into a uh, a different sort of medium. What sort of books should we talk about today to get the show started on a positive note? Because we're really trying to com- promote positivity before we get into I don't what know. we're actually all, leaving. All my all my books are depressing. About. I don't know. I can't help you. Oh yeah, I got yeah. one. Okay, 
We, we only got, I don't know how many books we have on this bookshelf. About 30 would be my guess, give or take. All right, I got one. Okay. This this book is by James Andrew Miller and Tom Shales. For those watching on TV, you can see it here. It's called ESPN. Those guys have all the fun. It is, if anybody's familiar with the uh, journalistic format of a, an oral history, it's one of my favorite styles of story to write. Also one of the most time-consuming because what oral history is is just it's just block quotes one after the other from a variety of sources. So you need, usually need to get twenty five to thirty sources for a good you know five thousand word oral history like a uh, journalism style that you'd run on Skyline Sports or ESPN.com. This is an oral history that is a seven hundred and sixty page book. So the reporting in itself is just incredible. But they talk to literally every person that has been at ESPN since the advent of ESPN. But it's all about how ESPN came about. And it's very fascinating, especially the beginnings of ESPN when they were buying satellite space and making this run at having... There was no 24-hour any network, yeah. let alone sports network back yeah. then. And so just the thought of doing it and like what was on the network at first and the little dominoes that fell to get to where we are now where we are one of, what, I think 300-plus ESPN affiliates yep. across the country. Yep. And I mean... ESPN is absolutely one of the strongest brands in the world. I think, I think from a sports standpoint, it stands alone. It stands alone, yeah. absolutely. I yeah. mean, what's the game on? Yeah. ESPN. That's what everybody says all yeah. the time. And so this is a great book. It's really funny. It's also really well written. I would say if you're going to do an oral history and you need quotes, maybe <laughs> siphoning the, the personalities at right. ESPN is right. probably, so, you probably get some pretty good quotes. I mean, just, just page 284 and 285, you got Dan Patrick, Kenny Mayne, Keith Olbermann, and uh, Charlie Steiner. Pretty good sources. Not bad. <laughs> pretty good storytellers. Probably tellers. got something to say. So, so that, right. that is our... Uh, Did you read that? Did you read the uh, I, 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 I uh, Let's see where my bookmark is at. Um, okay. My so bookmark is, is right there at page 254. Oh, at that spot. Okay. So I, I'm about, uh, I, I got the gist. You're third but, of the way in. But yeah, it's not as if it wasn't compelling. I, I just, it was really good. And then I, you know, I don't know. I always. It's easy to get. So I know exactly. Look, man, people who are readers, mm -hmm. it's pretty rare that you find people that are just like front to back, next, front to back, next. So here, here, here's, four, five, six, eight at a time. Here's, and what, circle here's, back. What, I, here's yeah. what I do. I, I usually pick f between four and six books mm -hmm. from my collection that I haven't read and or would really enjoy reading again. I do the best of the best I do have read quite a bit. Like yeah. I've read Panama by Thomas McGuane several times. River Runs Through It, I've probably read 10 times. But I always then, re I, 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 each night I'll read you know, for an hour mm -hmm. in e each of the six books and then decide, okay, which one compelled me at this moment yeah. in my life? And then go and hammer that one out. Yeah, it is interesting because a lot of times the book that you like isn't a reflection of the book. It's a reflection of yourself at that moment. At, at that, that moment, moment. Yeah. right, yeah. totally, yeah, totally. I mean, I, honestly, you know, two of the best books I've read, I, they're not in this library right now, but I'll bring them in and we'll analyze them a little more. But books that where I... The moment I read it, I didn't ever go back to the stack. I just read it front to back. Mm -hmm. They're both by the same author, Jeff Perlman. Jeff Perlman's mm. a great sports writer. But Sweetness, the autobiography of Walter Payton. Unbelievable. What a life. What a guy. What an unbelievable person. Yeah. And the other one was Boys Will Be Boys, all about the early 1990s Dallas Cowboys. It just couldn't be more entertaining. Charles <laughs> Haley might be the craziest person that's ever yes. lived. Yes, yes, uh, no doubt. All well, right. there's your dose of positivity today before we get into what is um, certainly... Um, not a great situation. 
At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Uh, yeah, the not great situation is as follows. Nassim Gaskin, who's a University of Montana men's basketball player. Uh, I think anybody that follows the team knows who Nassim Gaskin is, even though he has not yet played for the University of Montana. He transferred from Utah uh, last year and had to sit out last year as a requisite of, of having transferred due to the, the, you know, the NCAA sit out a year, did not get a waiver on that. So he's been on the team uh, for for a season and was uh, expected to be, I think, a major factor in this team in terms of minutes, if not just a downright, uh, an outright starter. He was arrested last night on a felony domestic violence charge uh, at about 11 o'clock yesterday evening. Uh, drugs and alcohol do not appear to have been involved, uh, according to the story uh, that's up at ABCFox.com. Uh, but the uh, university did release a statement uh, as follows, quote, the university and athletic department are aware of the incident involving student athlete Nassim Gaskin. We understand the seriousness of the allegations and absolutely do not condone such behavior. Per the student athlete code of conduct, he has been immediately suspended from all athletic activities. The university has also issued an interim suspension effective immediately, end quote. Um, I, I'm, I'm unclear here. Per the student code of conduct, basically, you are suspended from all athletic activities, presumably until everything, you know, gets sorted out. And if you, you know, if, if as, as the, as the criminal process runs through, um, if he's exonerated and, and so forth, then maybe he can be welcomed back. And if he's not, then then that may be it. I don't know. But I don't know what this additional interim suspension is it's, to that. It's from the University of Montana, and it, it comes with any unreconciled felony charge. So if you're if you are charged with a felony until you're either well, if you're convicted, you're expelled permanently. Yes. But if you are. Uh, if felony charges are pending before you are acquitted, you are not allowed to be on campus, mm-hmm. particularly for a violent crime. And this also stems from the Big Sky Conference's new rule as well. Anybody with convictions of violent crimes uh, are not allowed to be to transfer into the Big Sky or, or be added to rosters for the Big Sky Conference. Uh, this is obviously uh, not good. This is not good for a variety of reasons. Uh, it's not good um, for the very obvious uh issue of of domestic violence and and the alleged domestic violence that took place last night uh and it's also not good for the university of montana men's basketball team who has had uh a pretty impressive record of really great kids i mean unbelievable guys on that basketball team and 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 what they've been and this is not something you want to wake up to you have to say you have to state it too because it's it's because athletes land on the front page of the newspaper when mm-hmm. they get in trouble, oftentimes there's this cliche that's perpetuated that athletes get in more trouble when in fact that's not the case. Right. Athletes get in less trouble than the average student population percentage-wise. It's just that, you know, the Joe Schmo junior in college getting an anthropology degree gets a DUI. He's just getting in the bottom corner of the C-section. He's not getting on the front page because he doesn't play for the Grizz. Yeah. But it's 
it's not just saying that these guys were just oh okay they they are they're well behaved that that's that's uh, falling short. Travis Secure has done an exceptional job of recruiting guys that are above and beyond community leaders, guys that right. are making impact on the campus community in the community at large. And we've talked to many professors that say these guys are some of the best kids we have in class. They're sitting in the front row, they're taking notes, they show up on time, they're always there, they're getting good grades. And so uh, this is this is completely out of character. This 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 will be the uh, probably the biggest. Um, Situation that they've had to deal with so far in in their in the coaching staff's six years at the helm. Yeah, and so obviously we don't know anything about this. One thing that is is generally true is at the point of when at, at the point of an arrest, mm-hmm. I think police officers and and rightfully so sit there and go through whatever sort of the maximum charges that they could have are because then you can come back off of that later if that's warranted rather than you know than not and i don't know who i don't know how you generate this stuff but a felonious domestic violence charge is a very serious charge very serious particularly when it comes to strangulation i was asking a lawyer uh i should say i mean what do you say acquaintance of mine somebody i know who's a lawyer and as they were saying there's a variety of interpretations of assault, and there's um, a variety of severity of assault. There's a variety of ways you can get charged with assault. He said that there's pretty much no way you get charged with strangulation unless it's a uh, there's physical evidence. Well, you know, so this is from the police report. Yeah. Uh, Montana Police Sergeant Travis Welsh uh, said Thursday officers were called at approximately 10.50 p.m. to the 300 block of the East Front Street. So if you know... Where that's at, that's uh, it's apartments there uh, on Front Street, downtown Missoula. Uh, a woman there reported Gaskin and strangled her and then pushed her off a bed, injuring her. The woman left the residence before contacting the police and then checked into a local motel, Welsh said. Gaskin was arrested based on the woman's statement and evidence officers gathered. Emergency services responded to the call, but the woman declined transportation to the hospital. So um, still a lot of gray area here, uh, but... Like you said, a a felony assault charge is a very serious matter, regardless of how this reconciles itself. But we're not here to play uh, lawyers. Well, and, well, we don't we we don't we don't know anything beyond just what's what's in there. And, and that's all, all I'm going to say is on the like on the what we know is really bad. Like it's just really bad. There's no two ways about it. Um, and yet, as this. As these processes go through, we'll we, we may or may not find out more, and and if we do, we'll certainly you know pass that along when the time comes. As of now, though, Coulter, as we always say too, it's important to remind people, and I always say this as a member of the media because I do think the media gets a little bit of a bad rap in terms of um, what we report is not a conviction of any sort, and in the United States of America, you are innocent until you're proven guilty. And I'm uh-huh. not saying that to give any sort of out to anybody involved. All I'm saying is this is the facts that we know, and we will continue to report the facts as we know. Uh, and good job reporting by both ABC Fox Montana, who was able to break this story, our, our partners at SWX Television, as, as well as then the Missoulian Seaborn Larson is the one I'm citing for uh, acquiring their police department. But let's talk about the sports angle of this, because Nassim Gaskin, uh, from, as a basketball player, a very talented kid, a three-star recruit coming out of high school. Uh, he, he comes from that same area where a lot of uh, the Montana guys have come from, a great pipeline uh, from that Bay Area. And he started his career for Larry Kostowiak at the University of Utah. Uh, he was only there for about a semester before then he ended up transferring here. 
But uh, for everything we've seen in practice, undeniable his athleticism, his explosiveness. Uh, you and I sort of disagreed in terms of where he maybe fit into the mix initially because I thought that just watching him in practice, I just thought he was going to have to make some real adjustments in terms of fitting into the structure that the team wants to play with. But here nor there, I think that we would both agree that he was going to be, at the very least, a significant part of their rotation this upcoming season. And uh, potentially, if he was to fulfill his potential, absolutely a starter and maybe even a leader and and leading uh, scorer on this team. An all-conference type of player. Uh, This is, for for this team, if you lose a guy who's got the, the kind of skill and talent that he's got, it's a major loss. I mean, he's he is a... At at his best, presumably, as uh, f- fulfilling his potential to to even uh, most of an extent, he is at a level above the Big Sky Conference. And so, if he came, yeah, I mean, he he, got, he was he was recruited went by to Utah, Utah right? An NCAA tournament team, sure, five team, sure. So so you know, it was in terms of a player, uh, a big big get for this coaching staff. And so that loss, if it turns out that that's what this becomes, is a is a major major loss for this very season. I think the University of Montana is in a pretty unique position to be able to overcome that loss. They have you two- never want this to be the thing that helps clarify the position battles, but if this thing comes to fruition, it actually does. I mean, it it. Uh, it Further unclogs the logjam that they have on the wing. They got they got two transfers, uh, one grad transfer, one one other transfer who are both really good players and uh, have have played at this level. And obviously, in the case of Cam Satterwhite, I mean, I a, a, a presumed starter, right? Uh, and then they got you know Josh Vasquez returning. We understand the departure of Timmy Falls. Uh, okay, which. Given the timing of all of that, is is quite a thing to sort of reflect on as well. But also a couple of young kids, for some some high school recruits that are coming in as freshmen, who you know obviously a lot of times redshirting is the way that you go. But they brought in some some guys that were ready to play right away, and I think there's uh, you know at least one, if not maybe two guards who at least have the skill in their first year to potentially be you know contributors and maybe even more than that on this team at the at the guard position at the wing spot so again i i don't know what this is not a good thing in any respect and certainly it's not a good thing for the basketball team okay like just from a straight basketball standpoint this is a a major loss that said it is not a loss that couldn't be overcome it seems to me and still you have you know the pieces to be a very good basketball team and really good at that position as well. I mean, I don't want to put words in these guys' mouths, but if you're the University of Montana coaching staff, I think that you are uh, the next time you see your team, you say, this is the mistakes that we don't want to make, but also Josh Vasquez, Eddie Egan, Freddie Brown, here's your shot. Because I think we presume that Cam Satterwhite's going to have a pretty elevated role as a graduate transfer. A guy that's played in the Big Sky. A guy who's played Division One. I. I mean, he's played for a Final Four team when he was at Loyola Chicago. He's a veteran guy. He knows this league. I think that he's a guy that I think that it would take a lot, I think, for him to, to not have a spot in that rotation. And I think that we both agree that we really like Cam Parker. I think that he's that true point guard that Montana's been searching for for quite some time. Talented guy. Facilitator. He can run it in and out. I mean, he can push the ball. And so then 
the guys we've talked about, the main storyline for this team was finding finding a role by an injury role, and if your role's diminished, being okay with that because most of the guys that were going to have diminished roles are not upperclassmen. They were probably going to be lower under, underclassmen. You know, the guys, the freshmen that played a year ago, they might not get as many minutes. Josh mm-hmm. Vasquez might not get as many minutes. Kyle right. Owens might not get as many minutes. But that's not what I think you do. You challenge those guys and say, hey, one man's, you know, one man's misstep is another man's opportunity. Yeah. Here's your shot to shine. I mean, I think that Josh Vasquez particularly now, uh, he was going to be a guy who was going to have to really fight and scrap. And that's not to say he wouldn't do it. And he might be able to, it might be the thing that makes him better and puts him over the top. Even with, you know, say Timmy Falls and Nassim Gaskin, we're still on this squad. But now I think that Vasquez has a real chance to take that next step ahead into his sophomore year. And, and Eddie Egan too. I mean, Eddie Egan was a guy that they were pretty high on coming into this last year. Had a hard time earning trust to, to get into that rotation. But then down the stretch, did a little bit and actually performed decently well. So to me, I mean, those are the, the ones. In terms of the long-term perspective, regardless of how you, all this plays out, Gaskin is different than most of the Power 5 transfers that they brought in because he was going to have three years left to play. So does Ahmad, it- Ahmad Rory was in that situation too, but most of the other guys have been two- or one-year guys. So it hurts you down the road because this is this is a disaster long term, right? If if the if it if it turns out that he is you expect he, it, if he's not coming back to this team if he's expelled, yeah, okay. Th- this hurts in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three exactly a lot more than it does in twenty twenty one because you really hoped he could be like that upstart, you know, maybe flirting with the newcomer of the year in the league type guy yep. this year, but you absolutely expected him to be that, you know. No, number one or number two option mm-hmm. leader, you know, all big sky type guy uh, heading into his senior year in a couple of years from now. It's two telling the one us one two nine ESPN radio. All right, well, if if and when more news uh, comes along, we will uh, we will share that with you. But uh, for now, we will leave this here and move on to the NBA. It has gone final. It was a really good game. It was like a two point game going into the fourth quarter and Houston Houston closed out OKC just going final now 111-98 the Rockets beating Oklahoma City so the Rockets are now up two games to none earlier today the Miami Heat 109-100 victory over Indiana they are up two games to none and just starting on ESPN television the Milwaukee Bucks trying to get their first win of the postseason they're down 0-1 to Orlando but they are up early in this game 12-8 uh, just in the first quarter as they play there. We'll take a break. We'll talk more NBA right after this. Boys and girls, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. It is a beautiful time of year in western Montana, so make the most of it. Go to Kurtz Polaris, get your Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, cruise around on those, go off some jumps, get into some off-the-road territory. You can also get the four-wheelers, okay? You want to be strapped in, be safe, secure. Maybe you got work to do. Maybe you got a whole group of people you need to get around out, out in the forest service roads. How about these side-by-sides? The Rangers, the Razor, the General, they got them all at Kurtz Polaris. And if you want to get out on the lake, on the water, spend some time, maybe go do a little fishing, and uh, don't feel like you need to come back to the house, you know, because it's comfortable and nice, Crest Pontoon Boats, top-of-the-line Crest Pontoon Boats, they're at Kurtz Polaris as well. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. Summer, the way you always envisioned, Kurtz Polaris. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. 
Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch, and it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to alpinetouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Big night in the NBA. Every night's a big night in the NBA right now. It's the playoffs, baby. Two telling the one is one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Yesterday, go through everything that took place uh, on the hardwood. Two series going well for two teams. The other two series going well for the fans. Well, at least that's my take. If you'd like to find us on Twitter, you can do that at Gus Tutel at one hundred two nine ESPN at Skyline Sports MT. Uh, you can also uh, track us down on YouTube. Watch the Tutel Nuanas YouTube channel. Check out my sweet socks. Uh, Coulter, yesterday in the uh, NBA, and, and here coming up in a little while, we'll get into what's going on right now as well. But Brooklyn fought gallantly. Gallantly? Gallantly. There we go. But lost nonetheless by five. 104-99 uh, just didn't have enough offense to uh, offset Toronto. They are down now 2-0 in their series. The Philadelphia 76ers are 16th out of 16 worst teams to watch in this postseason. Yeah, they're terrible. Just awful. Without Ben Simmons, there's just there's just no energy. There's no heart. There's no – and I, when I say – I mean – I'm not questioning effort here when I say there's no heart, but I'm just saying it just feels like they know that their their card is up and they just, you know, they're fighting, they're swimming upstream here. 128-101, they lose to Boston. The Sixers are done. Let me know when what Hoover Boston has in the second round. The other two series, though, last night, these series I love, and these are uh, look like they're going to be, well, they're certainly going to be a little bit longer at least because they're both split, but... The Utah Jazz came back emphatically, won by 19. It wasn't, I wouldn't call it a blowout, but they won convincingly after a very close game in game one, which they lost, but they beat Denver 104, uh, 124, excuse me, to 105. And then game of the day yesterday, the Dallas Mavericks and Los Angeles Clippers, uh, phenomenal. What a great game to watch. 
Uh, How much different is it watching the Mavs and the Clippers versus the 76ers and anybody? Oh, just what night and day. Night and day difference. But Dallas wins the game 127-114. The Clippers were without Patrick Beverly. And I said to you, as soon as I found out Beverly's out, and I mean, I'm not sure trying to pat the back here, but you did. like, Mavs, that's it. Dallas, yep. Give it to Dallas. Yep, I, I threw down a bet all the way across the board. Patrick Beverly is as he's 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 obviously not one of the two best players on his team. He might not be one of the four best players on his team, depending on how you count it. But first of all, the havoc that he wreaked on Doncic in game one and just in general, the energy. I mean, when he's out there, you know who who played last night who was an absolute non-factor, a zero non-factor? Paul George. After Foul he trouble, was, certainly. He, I mean, he got three fouls in the first quarter and a half of the game, sat the rest of the second quarter. But also, I mean, he, he's just, even when he was out there, nothing. And he was great in game one. And I'm not going to sit here and say the reason Paul George is good is because Patrick Beverly's, you know, playing. Guys have good games, guys have bad games. And pa- Paul George is an all-star and deserves everybody's respect as a basketball player. Uh, but nonetheless, the energy that Patrick Beverly brings to the floor when he is out there is just it's it's second to none. And uh, him and the edge too, and also with this team. I mean, when, when everything's running through, Don, Doncic is so good that, like you said, I mean, it's you, you're not you're not shutting. Patrick Beverly was out there; he still scored forty two points <laughs> right. in the first game. Okay, but he also had twelve turnovers. You, can, you harass him absolutely. Take him out of the flow. It's a big deal. So here's what I want to know for and and also so this series is one one. I think a lot of people love the Clippers. Right, they're one of the three betting favorites by four mm-hmm. to win the whole thing coming into this. Great basketball team, uh, but. You look at what happened to Porzingis, the questionable, you know, double tech deal from game one in a game that was, I, mean, I, don't, I don't recall the score, but single digits in terms of the, the margin of victory. Yep. Dallas got to feel pretty good about themselves and maybe even be going, you know what, this could or should be 2-0 us over the Clippers. So, you know, everybody hold your horses about anointing, you know, this team to be running through to the Western Conference Finals and beyond. It's all about the little matchups too, right? In the playoffs when you have multiple stars. Okay, so so Paul George scored 14 points last night. He was in foul trouble. That's a huge advantage for the Mavs. But at the end of the day, you know you're probably going to get 50 from Kawhi and Paul George. That's kind of the over-under is 50. They're going to get, they're going to get sure. you 50, 25 each. So last night they got you 49, even though Paul George only got you 14 because Kawhi had 35. You know that Doncic and, and Porzingis are probably going to get you 50 as well, right? Well, I think more than that. But, but I mean, that's kind of the over-under, 25 each, right? Yeah, sure. Last night Doncic had 28 and Porzingis had 23, so 51. So you're plus two, even with Paul George – as uh, not, you know, being in foul trouble, not having a great game. So then, what does it come down to? That's what wins these playoff games. Boban Mar- Marjanovic it's, it's, is who it comes it, down it, to. It's Tim Hardaway. Boban. It's Tim Hardaway Jr. scoring seventeen. You rang and, and Reggie Jackson scoring ten. Right. It's but then so so now now you're plus nine. But then okay, Lou Williams is that's why he's such a great equalizer because yes. he's going to give you twenty off the bench. So then where do you make up with that? But then that's why then having. Your boy come, come off the bench and and get himself thirteen and nine. He's in hot pursuit of Joe Engels for Tutel's favorite player in the league, Bobon. 
It was funny too because he he wasn't he didn't play in the first quarter. Then he came in the second quarter, played for Porzingis, gave him a spell. He played for ten minutes. Five of six. Yep. Right. Scored, scored thirteen points, nine rebounds. And he played nine of his ten minutes in that second quarter. And they didn't play again. And he had like, nine why? rebounds in nine minutes. So why 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 wasn't he in? Why wasn't he in? Bull, but also that's that's the chess matches, knowing when you can use him and when you can exploit that yeah, matchup. Yeah. But that's the thing that puts you over the top. That his thirteen points is the difference. That's the difference mm-hmm. because it's it's it surpasses what you expect to get. Um on uh, inside the NBA last night, I thought this was fun. First of all, they interviewed Boban Marjanovic. I hope I'm close on this. Uh, who is from Serbia, by the way? They said he and he affirmed this on the show that his father is five four and his mother is five three, and I think he's seven five. Coulter is he seven five? I, I believe seven four. I, I, at least. I believe he's the tallest so, player in the league. Fully two feet taller than either of his parents, which is uh, something. His in wife itself. is also five foot five. Is that right? Hilarious. But he is uh, seven foot four, two hundred ninety five pounds. Could not be a happier, nicer guy. We talked about this uh, during the during they they had Mark. Is is it was it Mark? Is Marquise Morris that plays for uh, the Clippers, right? <laughs> I can't remember. Forget which Morris brother it is. I think it's Marquise Morris. Anyway, uh, who is who is a a fiery competitive? It's Marcus Morris. Oh, it's Marcus Morris. Yeah. Okay, uh, and and you know I would say plays with a bit of an edge, and he's standing there next to Boban at a at the you know free throw. He goes, "You are the nicest guy." In that I know, I you're my guy. I really like you. He's talking to him during the game and saying this to Boban. And Boban just shrugs his shoulders and is just grinning. He's just, just such a happy guy. And then they have the conversation. Who are the best teammates like Boban that you ever played with? Guys who maybe didn't play a ton of minutes or whatever, but were always there and everybody rolled through. And who does Shaq stay, Shay, say? Larry Kristoviak. That's who. I mean, they, they all picked a couple of guys. He had a couple others as well. But Larry K on the list of, uh, you know, the best best teammates to go around and have some fun with. So shout out, you know, University of Utah head coach and Missoula native. All right. I, I loved listening to Bogdan on the inside the NBA. He was, he was so, so funny. Um, but ba- I mean, back to just the, the way that this matchup is playing out. The, the brilliance of what the Mavs do is that they just blitz you at the beginning Luka Doncic is so good at getting in and out of everything. They have several of these unique weapons. If Tim Hardaway Jr. is hitting from three, then the Mavs are, are largely unguardable when they play that lineup that has Porzingis, Doncic, Hardaway Jr., and Kleber because they have so much. I mean, they're they're huge, first of all. I mean, not the, the, the smallest guy on the court at that moment is 6'7". Mm-hmm. But you also have... Four guys who can stretch the floor. They can step out and shoot him. Por- Porzingis is, when he's hitting, he's one of the most unique weapons in the league. Can I ask you this? Of guys who are legit seven feet or taller, mm-hmm. is there a better three point shooter well, than it Porzingis? Just de- it just depends if you believe that Kevin Durant is 6'11 or 7'1. Well, Kevin Durant and Kevin Garnett. Kevin, Kevin Durant took the Kevin Garnett model where he said, I'm going to say I'm 6'11 forever because I don't want to be considered a seven footer because seven footers are plotting. 
But, I mean, as we know, there's been evidence from the pre-draft camp that KG was 7-1 all sure. along and that Kevin, Gar- Kevin Durant's 7 feet tall. But, no, I mean, it's a great point. I'll, I'll tell you this. Regardless of where we're splicing hairs over inches, there has never been a guy 7 foot 3 or taller that shot the ball like Chris Porzingis. Never, not once, no player in the history of the league that's never. 7 3 or taller that shoots the ball like him. Well, and there's not been that many guys that are 7 3 anyways. Well, right. But, right. but even of the 7 footers, I mean, I, I understand that guys do it. Now, Anthony Davis steps out and he, he'll knock down a 3 from time to time. Sure. Even Joel Embiid. He'll pull up and 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 give it a run, and they'll make them. You know, they, I mean, this is the league that we're in now. But Porzingis is a legitimate. I'm stepping out from three, threat to shoot and make the shot, and he does it regularly. And he shoots 36 or 38 percent from three. And that, exactly. And and the thing is, is when he went to New York when he was drafted, that was maybe the jaw dropping thing. You like, I can't believe it. But he was so slender, and you go, can he really operate inside? Which in theory is where he should probably do most of his work. He's gotten bigger to his credit, and I, I, I think his athleticism is really taken a step since he first got into the league so I'm very impressed with him and he is I mean unicorn is pretty apropos man because he's a unique set of skills he's not he's not the ball handling Giannis K you know Kevin Durant Garnett Kevin Durant excuse me type of player but as as a multiple fast multiply faceted guy without the ball in his hands, and then with it, you know, to, to be receiving passes from Dodge all over the place is unbelievably great tandem, the two of them together. The fact that they've gone all in on the European style and the fact that they have three true European guys in their starting lineup when you count Maxi Kleber as well, it, to me it's very akin to when you got a guy like Kyler Murray stepping into the NFL and people Mm -hmm. are wondering, okay, this guy, he's unorthodox, he's small, he's a tremendous athlete, but he's only ever run the Oklahoma spread. But then you put him in an offense that it's not foreign to him. Like Kyler Murray knew Cliff Kingsbury's offense the day he walked into the Arizona Cardinals. That's what the Mavs have done with Luka Doncic, and that's why they're thriving offensively because it's not a foreign style that they're playing. Mm-hmm. They're play, they are bringing the foreign style to the NBA. The foreign style has obviously had a huge impact on the league over the last 15 or 20 years, but that's their whole thing is that the Mavs tried to score 65 on you in the first half. Their biggest weakness, they said this on the game last night, the Mavs blew leads of 10 points or more with four minutes to go or less in the fourth quarter nine times this year. Well, you think if you close those nine games out, the Mavs, they won, What I mean, they won mid-40s games? Hold on, let me check here. Regardless, record is. regardless let's just say they win eight more games. They're a 50-plus win team, sure. absolutely, and all of a sudden then, then they're like the three seed. So this is a very talented so team. So give me your percentage that they win the series against the Clippers. Well, I still think that it's... Um, I still think it's a very low chance. I still think it's... I, I'll give them a 10% chance to win the series. And, and it's only because of this. If there was ever a guy that I believe can erase the previous result and or use the previous result to fuel his internal fire that's in the league right now, it's Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, Kawhi... I mean, the Clips are going to win the next game because Kawhi Leonard is going to go figure out how to win it for him. He's not going to let him go down 2-1. And if they do go down 2-1, I guarantee he's going to get it to 2-2 in short order. Yeah. I I, I think I, I might give him a little better 15% 
but I'm with you. It's a low. It's still a low number. The Clippers are really good now. We're still also in a situation here where because the Clippers are a heavy favorite, even though the Mavs are matching up well and they're playing well and they're not playing scared, and the bubble is the great equalizer. You're still in a situation where maintenance, endurance, the long haul, the marathon, that's still a real thing. So even yeah. though even though Kawhi Leonard has guarded Doncic from time to time, that's why Pat Bev is such a huge piece because you don't want to just throw Kawhi Leonard on Doncic right now because it still is just a one-to-one series. But if it comes down to it, if they get if their backs are against the wall, they'll put Kawhi Leonard on Luka Doncic from start to finish to make sure that they're not eliminated. They're just trying to save some gas in the tank right now. But if it comes down to it, they'll empty that thing because they don't want to be out, and Kawhi Leonard will do it, He can, and he can do it. Stu Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. On the other side, the NBA right now, and specifically two one seeds who are down 0-1 in their respective series, one of them playing as we speak, will give you – bring you up to date and tell you what we think is going to happen next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Tell New Honors, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Thursday afternoon. Hope you are well. Thanks for being with us at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT as well uh, on Twitter. Right now, update for you the Milwaukee Bucks holding a commanding lead 25 13 over the uh, Orlando Magic. They've just begun one minute into the second quarter in that game. 13 points. I don't you know if they scored anything in the second quarter. I don't know, but 13 points or less in a quarter is what the Bucks just held Orlando to in that first quarter. It's getting it done defensively. That's uh, not ideal, obviously, for uh, uh, Orlando. I would also like to just scream once again about this idiotic statistic. The Milwaukee Bucks, according to the ESPN projection, have a 92.5% chance of winning this game. They're up They're up 15 it, with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter, and they're, they have a, now it's a 94%. They made a three-pointer. They have a 94%. Vic, uh, you know, victory. Just get out of here with this. The thing is, these guys are are professionals. They they don't fold like every other level of basketball folds when they give up huge runs. I mean, just think of the series we were just analyzing, the Mavs Clippers series. The Clippers led the first game eighteen to two. The Mavs got out to a fifteen to two game late last night. It was a one possession game at halftime in both games. Totally. I mean, I understand this is weighted to the team that's expected to win. Like if if the Magic were up sure, by sure, fifteen, sure. they would not have a ninety four percent chance of winning. They'd have like an eighty two percent chance of winning. No okay, question. that's fine. Just leave me alone. 
Leave me alone with this garbage. That's all I'm saying. Uh, in any case, Coulter, the uh, the the Bucks and Magic playing right now. Uh, I think there's a big game for Milwaukee. The Bucks are a, a supremely talented team. They have an absolute all-pro superstar, but they have a great complementary group. I mean, their 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 team composition, I think, is is an excellent one. You were mentioning how the Sixers are so um, hard to watch. Yeah. To me, and, and this is a little bit of a backtrack, but the Phoenix, the Mike D'Antoni Phoenix Suns of the mid two thousands, the Mike D'Antoni Houston Rockets of early of now, all the way through now, mm-hmm. the uh, Golden State Warriors obviously have all gotten so much credit for changing the game of basketball so much like they did. The two teams I think don't get enough credit for the the innovation that they played with and the influence they've had on the game now is, first of all, the San Antonio Spurs because Greg Popovich was the first guy to say, that corner three is the easiest shot in basketball. Let's just find a dude who can shoot that shot. Enter Bruce Bowen, Steve Kerr, Robert Ory, dudes that really have no other discernible contributions to the team but can sit there and stroke three, four, five threes in a game. It also just the way that they did their defensive rotation. I mean, we, we don't need to get into all the innovation pop had. To me, the most underrated innovative team in the history of the NBA was the Stan Van Gundy Orlando Magic when they had Dwight Howard because they were the first team that decided we're not only are we going to not only play four round one, we're going to play four round one with nothing but big guys, nothing but guys that can shoot it. Rashard Lewis, Hedo Turkaloon, I mean, they had multiple six, eight plus shooters around Dwight Howard, and it's why Dwight Howard's limited offensive abilities weren't an issue. They went all the way to the finals. They, I mean, they beat LeBron James to get to the finals before they lost that finals. But now the Bucks do the same thing, except for that they're four round one. Dwight Howard's now Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is not an offensive liability. He's not an offensive liability. I saw a stat the other day. It's a great graphic. It showed every single spot on the floor you can shoot from and mm-hmm. who the NBA's leader is from those spots. I thought it was fascinating because, you know, I mean, the whole top of the arcs, James Harden, you knew that that was going to mm-hmm. be the case, but the whole, like the elbows down into the lane is all Chris Paul. You, you probably could have guessed that one too, but like the, the 15 footers on the baseline, Carmelo Anthony, still the best guy in the game at mm-hmm. that shot. Mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the whole circle under the rim the entire- is here. Yeah. And then when I was looking up what statistic, like what his statistical percentage is, he averaged mm-hmm. almost 30 points per game this year. He averaged 16 points per game this year at the rim. Wow. Think of that. Yeah. That's unprecedented. Yeah. You have to go back to Wilt Chamberlain to find guys that were getting six, seven, eight buckets at the rim every single game. Um, the reason I say, and it's 2 tell one, it's 1029 ESPN Radio. The reason I say I think this is a big game for Milwaukee, though, is this – they're a team that hasn't done it yet, and I. They're generally we say if the superstar is young, they're a young team. I don't know that they're that young a team. They are a younger team, but when you're the one seed and you have the pressure of proving it on your shoulders to some extent. Um, Excuse me, we're still talking about the Bucks. Did I say the Magic? I'm sorry. Yes, the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. The, yeah. 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 The Bucks are certainly. I, I would say they're certainly a young team. Yeah, because, they're, because they're, their centerpiece is so young. They're and they're not. They're not a super young team. And there's some teams that are that are 
kids out there playing. But they're it, it's true because I mean because they do have veteran because I mean Chris Middleton's twenty nine, Eric Bledsoe's thirty. I can't believe that happened. Uh, when when did that happen? But they have you're right because they have great veterans like Wesley it's Matthews, not like they're the Kyle. Kings. You know what no, I mean? right, you're right. Actually, you're right. They're actually I would say they were a veteran team because besides Giannis, they actually are because right right now on the court, Chris Middleton's twenty nine. Brooke Lopez is in his 30s. Eric Bledsoe's 30. Wesley Matthews is 32. Kyle Culver's late 30s. But but also outside of Corver because he's been around. So what have any of these guys? What team? What, you know? What's the best teams that they've been on? What have they done? You know, some of them. You know, Brooke Lopez. He's he's had some runs and things like that. Okay, but yeah. the point is, these guys coming together are a great group together. But you have been to do it, and when you come in and you're the one seed. And definitively the best team in the East. I don't think anybody's even coming close to arguing that point. And then you lose the first game you play in the bubble postseason to the Orlando Magic, who's like eight games under five hundred, And you go, okay, like, all right, but we got to go win. We got to go show what it is that we are and who we are, both for themselves and for, uh, you know, for – for, for the for the rest of the league. And this is one instance where I think there's a certain level at which it's good for Milwaukee that they're not playing in Milwaukee. You know, if they lose game one at home and they got they're facing three consecutive games potentially in Orlando and your home crowd is there, they bring tension with them. The fans who are nervous Nellies in there, all they want to do is yell and scream, but the first couple of shots that don't fall and you find yourself in an early hole and uh, the hand wringing yeah, yeah, begins yeah, yeah. and that gets transferred, you know, in in that way. Now clearly that ain't happening right now. Milwaukee got out to a very early start and they are, you know, they're in control of the first third of this basketball game. But I think this is an important game just in that respect and to reaffirm no 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 no. Okay. This th- this is who we are. Orlando, you're a nice, you know, maybe up and coming team, but don't come in here with any expectations that you're going anywhere after five, maybe six games. That's what I think Milwaukee needs to do. If they could if they could win four straight, it would be, I think, big for them. They certainly don't want to go more than six. And this is where the NBA is just it's distinctly different than every other sport. And this is why the guy the superstars in the NBA have so much clout, why they have so much prominence. Cuz when it really comes down to it, when it's win or go home, you really can put the ball in your guy's hand and let him lead you all the way. Mm. And the Magic have nobody that can guard Giannis. Like, if it really, really, really comes down to it, they can just run straight ISO pick and roll with Giannis until, I mean, he, he could just score 60. Yeah. All over and over and over again. It's it's the it's the number one thing that um, defines the NBA above all else. One, one other thought. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other night. We, we were handicapping. We, we've been handicapping for a while now, just looking forward to the NBA playoffs. And I think that you and I were both in agreement that three out of the four spots in the conference finals were going to be pretty hard to not play out like we expected. Lakers versus Clippers in the West and the Bucks versus somebody in the East. Yeah. But the one sort of open spot was, was it going to be the Raptors? Are they ready to do it without Kawhi Leonard? They've looked better than anybody's expected all year long. The Celtics, but Kemba Walker's out. Gordon or Kemba Walker is not doesn't look full strength to me. Gordon Hayward is out, mm-hmm. but they still have these other promising guys. Sure. But I think that we both consider Toronto and Boston we didn't consider Miami. It's very interesting to me the way that the, the Miami Heat were never a big market team, but they were always a, a team that got 
more run than almost anybody but the big market team all the way through the 90s, 2000s, even before they got LeBron James. Well, they, I mean, they had they Alonzo had, Mourning and Shaquille O'Neal well, and I mean, you know, yeah, they, Dwayne Wade. The great, the, great Ray heat, Allen. the great Heat teams of the 90s were awesome. Awesome. With, yeah, yeah. with Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway. But then, you know, and then when they got Dwayne Wade and Shaq and all that, obviously. But for whatever reason, Jimmy Butler doesn't get the, the, mm. uh, the run that he maybe deserves. Yep. And I think Jimmy Butler, his reputation got a little bit soured last year in Philadelphia because they sort of cast him as the odd man out. And now that he's in Miami and he doesn't have to, the, 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 the continuity between Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler was horrendous. It's horrific. That's a terrible combo. It has nothing to do with the individual parts. It's just, they don't work together. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler's an ISO slashing wing score. Ben Simmons can't shoot. And Joel Embiid needs the ball. He's got, you got to throw that guy the ball. The rebirth of Jimmy Butler in, in Miami, though, I think people are sleeping on Miami because people also forget Goran Dragic, before he got hurt, was an all-NBA player. He's an all-NBA player. He wasn't just an all-star. He was an all-NBA player in right, Phoenix. Right. Those two, that's a great combo, man. And the other thing is that a lot of times people say, oh, if you're Phil Jackson, okay, you're only a good coach because you had the greatest players of all time. Well, Eric Spolster has maybe had the most demeaned reputation of any coach in the league because people say, well, he only won because he had LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Eric Spolster's kept winning 45 to 50 games with those guys nowhere to be found, yeah. with anonymous teams. He's a great coach. So I just, I just think that we need to consider Miami as a team that maybe could get to the conference finals in the East as well. I had uh, Brooklyn beating Toronto in this first round of the playoffs. I have Toronto go into the Eastern Conference Finals <laughs> now. Okay, that's where we're at. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Top of the hour coming up, Willa Albrecht. She is our senior spotlight. She is a Montana Lady Grizz now, but was at Billings West last year for her senior uh, season of basketball and the senior season that did not happen in track and field. We'll talk to her about all of that and what it's like day two on campus at the University of Montana right after this. A Spectrum window cleaning has a strong commitment to community. So for the month of August, they are donating 10% of their proceeds to Watson's Children's Shelter. Why? Well, it's because they're awesome and they help kids in crisis every day. Spectrum Window Cleaning wants to get behind that and help. Do you? Well, here's how. Have your windows, carpets, or gutters cleaned in August. Again, 10% straight to help the kids. Search Spectrum Window Cleaning or uh, and call or hit the website for a fast, free estimate. Remember, Spectrum Window Cleaning or, again, you can search Window Cleaning and pick the company that has 10 times more five-star reviews than anyone else. They're pretty easy to find that way, and they are going to help take care of the Watson Children's Shelter. They have raised $4,000 already this month. Their goal is 8000 they would like to give when it's all said and done. Spectra Window Cleaning. Go there now. Get your windows done. They got to get done. Anyhow, you might as well also donate to a good cause with Spectrum. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 